Hello everyone, how are you doing? Welcome to Halas Info's podcast. God commanded us to be the salt and the light of the world by spreading the gospel, the true living word to the four corners of the earth. My name is Pastor Leticia Mason of Unburdened Ministries, and I would like to thank you for listening to our podcast. I will take no further time than to introduce my co-host, Pastor Jason Ben of More Grace Ministry Antigua, Pastor David Linton of Eternal Life Tabernacle Apostolic Mission in Middletown, New York, and Apostle Dr. Patrick Mean, our General Overseer. We would like to take this time to continue our discussion of the perfect and wonderful gift of the prophetic versus the evil and damning gifts of divination. I would like you guys to listen in and tell us how you feel and what have you learned in the comments below. Would you agree though that it is based on the culture, the African culture and discipline that would have developed in them through the cultural aspect of their upbringing that would lend to that? Yes. Because in Africa, in Africa, it's not child's play. We decide we play a joke. In Africa, it's either you are this way or the other way. If not, then bend up like yes. I agree. But you but, understand me? Yeah. But why is it? We, we, are, we, we are mostly familiar this side with charismatic witchcraft and all these kind of things. In Africa, they are, they are, as you said, the fascination of the supernatural would lend to a lot of wizardry. Yeah? So if a man tell you he will turn you into a donkey or whatever the case is, it's not a if, but or maybe. Good? You have to run to seek a genuine man of God. If not, it's going to happen. Yeah? We decide just make some empty threats. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, but why? Why is it then, Apostle, that when you look at the the scope of uh, divination and prophetic, mm. why is it that it seems to when you look at Africa, mm. they're more uh, into it. Into what aspect? Oh uh, well, well. More well, two things. Divina- two things. Divination aspect. Okay, two things. Two things. Two things. Basically, human beings are fascinated by the supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That is a given. Inherently, we are we are fascinated by the supernatural. Right. Mm-hmm. So, in order, as I said, self, self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In order for self to be recognized, I come from a background. Let's say I come from a background that nobody know me, recognize me, give me anything. And the most attractive place for a person to gravitate towards now is church. Yeah? So if I can open a church, and as I said, the counterfeit sell more than the genuine stuff. So if I can open a church and I can go to a shrine or someplace and attach myself to the spirit of divination that when persons come, I can tell them something that seemingly real and I can fool my church. Because this is what people are looking for. The minute I tell a person something from their past that they can identify with, they say, I'm a great man of God, right? And mm-hmm. this is what attract persons now to come to the church and the church full. Yeah. So the same man will rubbish the genuine um prophet out there and tell her not to go to him because of whatever reason. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Which a genuine man of God would never try to create division in a way, shape, form, or fashion. Because that's not how God operates. 
Yeah, the Holy Spirit who is our source and our supplier for all we need to be in right standing God would guide you based on the biblical prince. Love your enemy. Yeah, pray for them. Love your neighbor. Yeah. Yes. He would not guide you that your neighbor is against you. Be careful of your neighbor. Do this, that, whatever the case is. And persons like to go to these places and these people tell them, man, your co-worker against you. And you, yes, it's true. I know. I see the co-worker look at me. Because <laughs> we're dying for you that, you know. And you, yep. you, you take your, your co-worker now make enemy. And sometimes the co-worker is innocent. Yeah. Can I use a reference point? Yes. So, when I just, as you were speaking, uh, Acts chapter 8 came to mind. Mm. After Stephen's death, Philip mm. went down to Samaria, preached right. right. I would say, Simon the sorcerer bewitched the people for a very long time that they right. thought he was a great man of God. Amen. Right? For a long time. I will never give a specific time, but it was a lengthy time. And when he saw Philip did all these miracles. Right. By the Holy Ghost. He himself was impressed. Mm -hmm. How he dropped his bone and go for the bigger bone like the dog with the bone. Because he right. never said anything like this. That he even now wrong motive but got baptized. Mm -hmm. And start to follow. As the scripture said, when Peter and John came down now and he saw the, the demonstration with the laying of hands and the whole ghost, he, he, he was ready to buy because he was <laughs> <laughs> buy that gift because he wants so, with self now. Here you go. Ready He's to a, buy. Yeah. But but also wanna point to something. When you look at the world itself. Or it mm -hmm. gravitate to divination because <laughs> it's in, it's interesting how you have I used to read um a lot and one of my favorite author was Stephen King, the master of horrors. Mm. Right? He has a he has a brilliant mind when it comes to that. But look at Hollywood or Hollywood produce all these horror movies. And people flap the theater. Look at um, um that that guy, uh, Chief. We you know, wear the glasses. That kid, um, lot of lot of kids use uh, Harry what? Potter. Yeah, that's a big. That I mean, that that take the the, 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 the theaters like crazy. And people gravitate to these things, right? And tick. I mean, millions make up, if not billions, right? And mm. You will have people know that it's a horror movie. Come now with other movies, other horror movies. They, they're scared, but they go to the movies. And uh, respect to you, Pastor Miss. Some women, they got, they're ready. They, they are afraid, but they're going to scream. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna grab auntie and scream, even if they don't know them. <laughs> and they still want to watch it because for some reason, fascinating, but they're they're screaming, if not, blow your eardrum. Why? Because Hollywood produced this, 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 uh, this platform of divination right across the board, and everybody just flocked to it quicker than a, 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 a Bible story. If, 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 and, and also Christians are not worried. They're not careful. Some of them um, are impressed with it too. I look at uh, games, Ouija board, and you name it, um, um, tarot cards, and um, necromancer. So, so people are just, and, and that's how the devil now, that's how we place cards and pulling people, right? So, as Pastor Miss Nack's question, I'm thinking, I'm saying that it seems like it. There's more attraction from that end, divination. And people are pulling to it. And and many in the church too. They just gravitate. And and he 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 he, he plays the, he put he put it across in such a subtle way. Uh, that it's it's catching, it's impressive. 
And if you're not standing strong, you get pulled into it also. It's, it's, it's the TV, it's the games, it's, it's the music, heavy metal but, music. But if there wasn't an appetite and a desire for it that it sells, right? Would so much of it be available? No. Well, no. I think there will be, I think, personally, I think there will be um, some other forms of it, of deception. I think there's a parable that said, that talks about a frog. If you put the frog in hot water, it'll jump out. But if you put the frog in cold water and slowly bring up the temperature, then it will sit there and it will it will boil itself without realizing that it's it's dead. And I think when you use an analogy towards people that crave and go after divination, I mean, Harry Potter, I was a big Harry Potter fan um, when those books came out because the visual of it, you know, especially when you see the good and the bad, because most people normally root for the good, but don't realize that there is no good in divination. There's always, there's just bad. Um, but I feel like a lot of these diversions or distractions is called divinations. So de deviating from um, the things of God is just a slow boil for us. We're in a pot and the, the water is getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And before we know it, we're into this hole that we can't get out of in this spiritual death. Um, you know, when it comes to divination, especially in those books, um, the Ouija board, the fascination is that there is this whole, the life is spiritual. You could understand it in the movies, but in real life, those things aren't real, right? Um, and I think people are more fascinated with it, but they don't know what they're fascinated with. They're, they gravitate with it to a certain level until it gets scary. Then they don't want to have no parts of it. It's the same way with God. They gravitate to him until it starts to get challenging Then they don't want no parts of it. So us as people, we're very fickle. We go to things when it it's alluring and it seems great, but the second it starts to get challenging or scary, then we we're saying no. We don't. Um, you 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 make a very good point there because what I'm to us as human being also is that we want what we want. We don't want what we need. God would supply us with what we need. He knows, he creates us, so he knows what we need, yeah? Mm. But we are not attracted to what we need to help us, to keep us, to mature us, right? Mm -hmm. We are interested in what we want. And then when the need comes, we do we want to investigate if the need is really what we should have. We look at the need and reject it without even putting ourselves in a position to even try it. Right. As I was saying to someone earlier, God tell you to do X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. Why not do it and, and it don't work? And then you challenge God and say, well, God, I tried that thing and it don't work. So it has to be something else. But you don't even try it because you tell yourself that couldn't be from God because God know me and he know this and know that about me so he wouldn't allow this for me. And it's the same fascination we have a divination. Why is it we're always seeking out our world? Why well, I mean if you go and check this what's going on in my life because something wrong. I said to someone earlier, I said, the two persons, you have myself and this individual, that is persons who are successful, yeah? You are not successful and you have never been successful. Yet still you want to challenge us. Like you want to guide us in what to do. Other than following us who are successful and see if it will make you successful also. Mm. Can you imagine? A yeah. person not successful, yeah? Mm -hmm. And you are a person who is successful in what you are doing. 
and the person who is not successful is telling you now how it should go and how it should go. You know what I think? And it might be the difference of opinion. You see, like, when you go to a, somebody that does witchcraft, right, they're very blunt with you. Listen, I have this, and I know you want it, and pay me the money for it, and I will give you X, Y, and Z. And even though X, Y, and Z doesn't work the way how it should, just them seeing a manifestation of something satisfy the person. And I think with God, because God cannot be bought, we don't want to give anything, any type of control. Because, you know, you would say to somebody, this is a word, follow the word. And they, the second they see an inkling of a challenge, oh, I have to trust God, I have to obey him. I don't want to go through all of that. Where divination, I just give money, I have money. I'll just give $200 and I get the person to be sick the way I want them to be sick. And that's it. I don't have to worry about it. So we had no effort on your part. Right. Okay. I I think though, as I'm listening, um, and hearing the different views, uh, white people draw to divination. I think um, if we look at uh, one a passage of scripture that Apostle that Pastor uh, Linton mentioned last week, Deuteronomy 29 and 29. I think we look at Deuteronomy 18, but if we look at Deuteronomy 29 and verse 29, um, it says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed, the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of His law. I read it again. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. So the things that are secret or hidden, they are not for us, right? What mm -hmm. what God revealed, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever. Why? That we may follow all the words of his law. So one of the things or reasons why people brought the divination is the lust for knowledge. The lust for knowledge. The lust to know the secret thing. To know the unseen, the unheard of. Uh, Secret information is what the occult is all about. And um, if we go back to the Genesis, if we go back to Genesis uh, in the garden, what Satan tempted Eve with in the garden, he said, had God said, because what God said is, is a revealed secret. And God's word sets the boundaries for us, not just boundaries for him as far as his commitment to us. So the devil's trick is to make you feel as if God is hiding stuff from you. That is what he told Eve at God's said. Right. So he felt, um, did God say that you will die? And he's just like, um, well, no. He said, so, 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 so. So it makes you, the divination gives you this thing as if something is being hidden from you. As if you're in the dark. And in order to, to, um, to, really trust his God or even trust your faith or your religion. That shouldn't be the case. You should know everything. Why why hide things from me? So if we look again at Deuteronomy 18 and 15, the Bible says, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. So the the, the issue here is that God wants to reveal to us, and he does reveal to us. But whenever God reveals, the devil brings that into question. For us to say to ourselves now, God did say this, you know, but I want to see leaving out the part of it. I want to see him say everything. And really, truly, our, our, our walk with God is a trust walk, is a faith walk. So it would mean now that I, I, was, I must only trust what God revealed to me. It should not be that I want to go after what I think he may be hiding from me. Because he's not hiding from us. As I, as, as I read earlier, Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things belong to our God. But the things that are revealed, the things shown to us, they belong to us. That we may know how to follow his, his laws, 
or follow the word of his law. So divination, I think, draws people to it because persons always want to know, they read your palm of your hand to know how you're going to survive, how you're going to make it, how well you'll be or how, how unfortunate you will be. And then they read the cards to discover. So it's always about um, this lust for knowledge. You want to know your future. You want to know why your life is like this. You're looking explanation. You're looking for something to to make sense of your life, and that is why people cross over. But if we if we look at how God does things, though, because God says, "I will give you a prophet, I will raise up a prophet like unto me." This is Moses speaking, and this prophet that they were talking of here is Jesus. Is 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 it speaks of Christ the Messiah, and that we must listen and follow Him. So. When you look at, at the children of Israel and even us Christians today, we go after the prophetic because what? We want to know what God is saying. We believe something is hidden from us. So most persons gravitate to the prophetic than to the Bible, the written word. When the written word is really what everything is in. It's just that we don't understand it and don't know how to interpret it and make sense of it. So this loss for knowledge, wanting to know the future, wanting to know... Uh, what, what what our fortune is all about, how our lives will end up, where we go from here, uh, what am I doing or not doing. So because of that, but God said boundaries now. God says, I will speak to my prophet. I will speak to my prophet. So the boundary is that we go to the prophet or we listen to what the prophet said or we listen to what the word of God said. And once we stay within the confines of those boundaries, then we are okay. But if we go outside of the boundary, it is possible that we can start to practice divination. And once we fall into the trap of divination, as I said last week, divination draws us away from believing the gospel. The more we go into divination, it's the more we draw away. We don't want to believe, we would not believe the gospel and the truth of God's word. And that's what the devil wants to keep us. Always questioning, always believing, always feeling as if God is leaving hiding something from us. He's not telling us the full truth. He's not revealing things to us. But the Bible says the secret things belong to God. What belongs to us is what God revealed to us. And that is why when God said to Eve, and uh, said to Adam, God revealed to Adam what it is that he must do and stay within the confines of that boundary. Don't eat of the fruit of the tree of, 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 um, of knowledge. You understand? Don't eat of, the, of, of, the, of that tree. And the moment the devil can get them to step out. So you know that if you eat, you will not die. That is just breaking the bar, the boundary, causing them to step out of the boundary, causing them to doubt that God shared everything with them. So that's my take. I think that's probably why we brought the divination, because this loss for knowledge, this loss to know the secret things, the secret things of God, which belongs to God. Well, listening to you, dear Pastor G. Do you think also, though, that how the whole aspect of Christianity was presented to us, inclusive of how the, 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 a picture of the devil was painted, painted as a serpent, painted as the old dragon, painted as this, this creature with teeth, with long hands, and with, 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 with a, a fork? Do you think this would lend to us underrating and underestimating the wise of the devil and of such underrating to extent where we think he doesn't know the word and don't know nothing about the Bible and we ourselves think he can compare himself as light? Only when it suits us, we, we, we lead to that understanding. But other than that, we don't think he can. So even though the Bible said to try every spirit, try the word, this, that, we underestimate that only until when it suits us. Well, again, yes, but look at we look how, look at how we end when, look at how we reach here though, because God Himself never revealed to us what the devil looked like. He never took the time to sit down and tell us he has two ears, three eyes, four hands. He's a he's a he's a, he's a spirit. And it, it doesn't take the time. So, again. But there was a description before he was thrown out of heaven, though. Yes. As the, which the mean, which means he was familiar. Which means he, 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 
he was familiar with the ins and outs of heaven. That's correct. And inter as a, interaction as a, with God, knowing right. who he is. Right, but as a depiction of this is what mm. we look like if he comes to you. Because the devil's character is not based on how we look, you know. It's based on his right. operandi. Beautiful, beautiful. Steal, kill, and destroy. That's what we should look for. Anything that comes to steal, anything that comes to kill, anything that comes to destroy you, that is him. It, it could be in white, it could be in orange, it could be long hair with blue eyes. So, but again, you know, the, the image of what the devil looks like came about because persons want to know can we put a face on this enemy? Can we put right. a picture? Logical, logical. Can something logical, that's right. But that is where we step out of the boundaries again. When God said to us, just trust what he said. As you said just now, the person said to you, um, why don't you just do what God said? Instead of you trying to figure out, well, I, I, I've done this, I haven't done it, or whatever. You fail. You've been failing. And because you've been failing, why not do what God said? And that is what God wants us to do. God wants exactly. to what he says. Follow what he says. We pay too much attention. Not that the enemy is not clever and wise and whatever it is. But the key is, if you pay attention to what God says to us, then the enemy doesn't have any room for us to affect us. The Bible tells us, you know, submit yourself therefore to God. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he flees. Amen. It, it, it is in the submission now that it works. we obey what God says. That the devil flees. Whether he come all white, blue eye, long hair, whether no matter what he looks like, the key is that you submit to what God says. What God says, I stay within the confines of His word. He is committed to me based on the on what He would have said to me. Therefore, that is what I do. If that can be our approach, therefore, it 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 is hard for us to step out of bounds. It is hard for us to 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 go away. From what God said, you understand, and this itch to know, want to know this, me love to know what the devil look like. That is why we have all these paintings and drawings and 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 disputing whether Jesus, even Jesus himself, whether he's white or black or you understand. So it is the knowledge that he speaks just to 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 quench this craving, this thirst for 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 the knowledge of I want to experience. Look at how God reveals himself to every person. That you had encounters. Can you put a face on God? Everybody says he's just bright. He's just this light. And 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 you can't even look at it. Because looking at it will just kill you. Or you'll just die by just looking at it. So you take your eyes off of him. And you, you more look at his clothing. Uh, something to that extent. But to look into his face. Nobody ever says that's his face. He has beard. And his eyes are so... It's hardly ever description where that is. So it means that if God hides that from us now, if that is not revealed to us, why do we venture in there now to 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 reveal that? To 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 want to be the first one to reveal the face of God, to reveal the stature of God, whether he's six foot one or nine foot. So it is this loss again, this loss and this craving to want to 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 to, to know what things look like. This, this revealing factor. And I think that's what's affecting us. It's affecting us. But it's a deception, very... you know. It's a, we are to tell you that deception. Because we are deceived even thinking that we have ourselves in the flesh. Yeah? Can confront the devil and by extension overshow him. Yeah? Now look at it. You look at the story of Job. There was a meeting and the devil was present at this meeting. The Lord asked him, have you considered my servant, Job? Yeah? Mm -hmm. How did he present himself at this meeting that God would ask him, man, where are you coming from? Man, I've been to and fro. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we, I guess based on how the devil was presented to us, we Put ourselves, and the thing is, you know, it is we justifying ourselves and telling ourselves who we and what we are. We live not allowing God. I was asking the question this morning. Look at it. We get up in the morning, we thank God for life. We thank Him for giving us another chance to make our wrongs right. Even though we are not deserving and all the fancy words that we want to use. 
God, his grace and his mercy extend to us. We are here in the land of the living, nevertheless, yeah? And we are so grateful and thankful. But then, God looking down on me, can he say to himself something that you do or have are about you now that he's thankful for? Because relationship is dual communication. And it is it is man in green nature to be selfish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God is selfless, but you and I are selfish. Mm -hmm. So if we look at our lives daily, what can God really thank us for in our day to day? Mm. But I wanted to go back though, because Pastor mm. Jay made reference to boundaries and you, Apostle, always um, bring back uh, what if it's our upbringing that's mm. um, hindering us from taking the step to serving God and to, um, to, to explore mastery. I wanna go right. to Genesis 26. Um, it was the Lord talking to Isaac about his father, Abraham, and he, the Lord testified, this is the Lord, no one else, the Lord is testifying that because Abraham obeyed my voice, he kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws, he received. And if you look at the Hebrew um, statues, um, where you talk about my statues is talking about the boundaries. He stuck within the right. boundaries of where God told him. Commandments is his directive. Um, you have the voice, the intelligent. He discerned that it was intelligent. But I think that's what the problem is with most of us human beings, that we have we perceive that we have to hand over so much to God for him to even work within our lives so we tend to not want we want the quick fix we don't want to obey god's directive for our lives we don't want to give him our um obey his laws we don't want to obey his charge we don't want to obey his commandments we don't want to obey his statute we want control we want some control we want to make our decision god and for you to come and make the decision that i made right even though it may not be wrong even though it's not your perfect will for me or if you don't want to do that, I'll go to the easiest way to get something done and be able to pay $200 and it's fixed. And I think that's what the issues are. Mastery takes time. It takes a process. It takes you giving up things that you tend to gravitate towards or you like for yourself and allowing God to take over those areas. And I think that's why um, divination is so popular is the fact that I don't have to hand over control of myself. I could have myself and make the decisions I want, just pay money and not having to worry about a God to take over my life. That's not what I want. But some of this is culture, as Pastor Linton referred to earlier and he mentioned Africa, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think we on this Western side here, this culture that a little bit different in terms of our upbringing in comparison to um i i was dealing with a matter a few years ago yeah mm. and this young man got into a marriage and he, he couldn't get erection and it wasn't anything medically wrong with him or physically when I spoke with him, when things reached on my table, I realized that based on his culture, he and females go and bath in the river, in their um, kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a taboo for him to get an erection after a female who is not his wife. Yeah? So he disciplined himself that even though he see females naked and showing and bathing and whatever, because it's a taboo that couldn't happen, yeah? 
So now that him find himself in in in, in March, he must to know and learn something to relearn in order to function, right? Mm -hmm. So as we were saying earlier, the cultural practice in some domain or kingdoms, right, in Africa, would lend to either they are worshiping the gods or you're saying Christianity, right? In some space, the gods are quicker, right? At least in one of them said, um, one of them said the other day that our God is too merciful. The wizard saying that, you know, he's saying his God is a quick God that acts promptly, right? But our God is too merciful. So people rather his God because immediately they pay their money, they get results. Our God is too merciful and slow. Right? So based on what we are introduced to, based on what you are saying here now, the things of God and, and, and all that is not attractive. It takes too much. It takes too much commitment. It takes too much discipline too much sacrifice and all of that. If we can go and pay money and get what we want done, done, with no hassle, no commitment, no nothing from me, because go and pay money, go lay down sleep, and we get results. Isn't that easy and quicker? Yeah. But in the spirit realms, life is spiritual, and in praying for you guys, I will see a situation that I will encounter and pray, and the Lord will be merciful, right? And person would want the, the, the giftings or the grace or whatever is on my life. But what does it take? Are you willing to basically give up your entire life to have that? Yes, Pastor Two Things. I listen to Pastor Ben and Apostle. Backtrack a little. That even, even us as Christians, and and uh, Apostle asked a question concerning the how even the picture was painted to us. But the devil looked like and as Pastor responded that to delve into these things that are not relevant, that even so pictures of Jesus are also painted, which is very irrelevant, nevertheless, because of who we are. That's what we do. That's why I get, I believe that's why God makes sure give the commandment. Try it perfectly. Do not make no idols, nothing in the farm shape Amen. than me. <laughs> Go back to that even us as Christians, the Bible warns us that Satan can present himself as an angel of light. Amen. To deceive you. Yes, that even you and I are not careful. He comes as a, one of the angels and comes with light. And um, seeing that we are children of light, not careful with pulling me in and said, What do you have to, what message do you have? <laughs> so that's a, that's a very, uh, uh, that's a very thing that we have to be very careful, as I should say, because uh, William Chu, I can attest that it. It caught, it catch me off guard once, maybe more than once, and, but uh, it's a learning process. I feel experience is a, a teacher of wisdom. So that we have to be on the lookout for because if we're not concerned with the word and, and uh, meditating on the Lord, he will come back again with the same of light and as light and, and, and trap us. Another thing, uh, there's a there's a book, I don't know if any of you uh, guys know it, heard about it. It's called It Came to Set the Captives Free and Warfare by Rebecca Brown, MV. Oh. Ever heard of it? Yeah. Yes. No, um, that's it, and it's a true, true uh, life story. Rebecca Brown, um, she practiced, um, <clears throat> she went to medical school and in her, in her, um, in her, in her medical profession as a, in the, in the hospital, she went into a town that was 
demonically infested and talking about people of high status uh uh judge lawyers doctors or co-workers i mean they they were in the occult and i'm talking high-ranking individuals prominent people and god sent her there for a purpose to rescue christian but one woman in in particular elaine who was deeply in the occult she was initiated as a child her blood was drunk by 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 demonic um, um, people and at even at a, as a baby she was possessed by some really powerful devils so much so that she could actually wave her hand and at point blank range you uh, shoot up 3.57 magnum at her and she wave her hand and every bullet stopped in media of what she was. She was actually considered the bride of Satan in that uh, uh, covert, uh, if I pronounce the right word. She was, she would do astral projection easy with other witches. And when, Michelang Social, when God sent Rebecca Brown in that area, it was a big warfare. And I mean, when this woman thought that Benilene thought that she was the greatest and her master was nobody was like her master Sita and he sent her on a mission to kill two Christians missionaries who were in the area converting people to Christianity she sat with her fellow witches and did astral projection and went to the to the place where these Two couples were and they were praying at the time when they reached there in, in, in the spirit form to kill them they were they, they came across some huge beings to her angel angelic beings guarding the christian couple the house and each time they tried to penetrate the house they hit like a wall and these angels were laughing at them and she couldn't understand why because as far she was deceived by satan that he's the most powerful being that exists nobody will be more powerful than and um then the angels got they just the, the facial expression changed being a change and they got they just look at her one of them said to her you you point on her you need to give a light to lord jesus christ before it's too late she realized she couldn't penetrate that wall and from there now she realized that there was some other being more powerful than a master. Wow. And a craving for power, let her start to search out who is this? Who, who is more powerful than her master? Right? <laughs> so with that said, no, when, when she finally came over, she got delivered, but it was a long process. She, it was easy for her to summon demons and send them and do whatever. When she came over and the Lord's side. It was different. She had to learn discipline. Things were, things took longer. She had to learn to wait on the Lord. And she got upset. She couldn't deal with it. Because it was a whole different, whole different ball game serving the Lord. Uh-huh. And that side, she was in control. She can send devils where, but she send them. She do what she want. But on this side, it was totally different. So using that analogy shows, as Pastor Mason was saying, it's different serving the Lord, even us as Christians. You know, sometimes I hear people, and, and believe me, it, it, I, I guess it happened to all of us. Uh, you're out there, and it seemed like <laughs> they throw two dice, play the goose and while, and money comes right anything and you're not even thinking about cheating or whatever it's just natural you come to the lord and for some reason you can't rub two nickels to make a dime and in a a a, a certain situation hardship might hit you and instantly the devil will take you back to when you used to throw two dice i get two bucks quickly and ethically 
right? One, two, three. And if you're not careful, you say, yeah, man, out there it was easy, but mm, you had to wait on God, you had to trust God. So it's a whole different battle. But, 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 so, so with that said, it comes down to one, one uh, verse of scripture that Jesus said to Peter after he, after he got the revelation that Jesus is the Christ. God, the Lord said in Matthew 27, somewhere he said, uh, no man know the Son, save the Father. No man know the Father, save the Son, and whom to you reveal him. He, then he asked them, who, who do men say I am? Some say you are some say that, but who do you say? Thou art the Christ, Peter said. said, Peter, blessed art thou, Peter, for flesh and blood. My father will be listed. And the next minute, Jesus said, the son of man shall be betrayed and given over to Gentiles. The man who got the revelation was rebuking the Lord. <laughs> and the Lord said, listen, first thing, if you want to come after me, if you want to follow me, Deny self. Wow. So, 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 as we sit here and discuss and talk, I believe that self is the problem here. As, a, as uh, uh, Pastor Jay said, that we, we crave after this thing, the loss of the flesh. Self is always a driving force to go after whatever that's not of God. And when we come to God, if the self is not disciplined and denied, we still do the same thing. So that's the biggest uh, hindrance in our life. There's a book, The Beta of Satan. I think every Christian should read it. Huh? Guys, this, this little book, every leader and every Christian should get a read of it. It will help us greatly. Eh? Very revealing. And it will save us from ourselves as we talk about self. And it will save us from self-destruction. Proverbs 19 and 3. We ruin our own lives by our own folly. And then we want to draw God into it. As said, said something the other day that I'm smiling. Self will, self will correct everybody else except self. <laughs> Pastor J. Yes. Of Amen. course. Self will correct everybody except self. I want to read um, an excerpt from the book, actually, that I just opened and turned, and it's called False Prophets. And right. the um, it says, who are the many they will receive? Deceive. The answer, the offended whose love has grown cold. And wolves will tell people what they want to hear, not what they need to hear. Exactly what Apostle said earlier. And that's us. As I was saying to someone today, we had a conversation and the person tell me says sometimes my truth can be too much. Hmm. So I asked the person the question today that myself and the Lord was, you know, conversing and I'm asking the person, how can truth be too much? And this is the very truth that set us free. Yeah. And the person indicated to me. This very truth, then, in other words, is what basically would let you, within my own words, feel whether I'd be embarrassed or feel however. And persons don't like that kind of thing. And I guess that's one of the issues or the problems that persons have with me. Uh, not afraid to say, especially if the Lord sent me out. Because I think what has happened in the landscape of Christianity, that's why people don't testify anymore, is that people are afraid of truth and people are afraid of persons um, not liking them or, or offended by them and all this kind of thing. So it let the whole landscape of Christianity become stagnant. 
And it's just a bunch of hypocrites coming together to make nice. We don't like each other. We can't tolerate each other, but we just come and put on a show. Yeah? Not knowing that unity is strength. And the lack of unity is what is destroying us. And the, the, the devil has done such a, a very, very good and excellent job by having us always at each other in some confusing some situations. Always. There's some controversy about this, misunderstanding about this, misinterpretation about that. And it just getting worse and worse and worse. And the worse it gets is the, is the more he's sitting back and having a field day. And we just stare at each other. God help us, please. Eh? Um, I think this is a very important topic, especially when it comes to identifying and showing others their own faults as if when they're using the divination versus prophetic um which is rampant in my personal family um and i could tell you that a lot of destructive things when it comes to children um you get initiated without even knowing at that point and your right, life right. get destroyed so I think this is a topic we should stay on, especially when it comes to identifying if you have been, um, you know, if something in your life isn't correct and how to solve it, what do you need to do? Getting those type of instructions so that persons can use this platform to better themselves. As Pastor Jay would have indicated earlier, our fascination in the visual, eh? Mm-hmm. We, we, we lean towards what we see and hear, right? Mm -hmm. I think one of the things we need to do is to help persons identify the whole aspect of divination. Because a lot of persons, as I said, when we started out, go looking at word. But the word that you are getting sometimes is a destructive word. Kind of the word you get is either put you against your family or against your neighbor. Right? The gift of divination don't... God speaking two forms, corrective and instructive. When Jesus came, it's not like nothing exists on earth, you know. He came to bring correction and give instructions. Right? Mm -hmm. And when the word is coming, the word comes the same way. What I think happened to us is that a lot of us get a word. But we don't get... Why the sense a man going to tell you your neighbor is against you, or this thing happened some years ago. So is it that the Holy Spirit can't tell you how to fix it, that he's only telling you about the problem, but not how to bring correction to the situation? And these are things we have to look into when we look at the difference between the prophetic gift and the gift of divination. 